Yo, 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 welcome back to this week's episode of Frankly Speaking. I'm your host, T. Hart. I appreciate all the love and likes and shares that I've been getting. I'm pushing that I can get 50 to 50 views. I can get a chance to start reading ads and maybe monetizing some of this. So it's very important to me. I appreciate the love and keep it coming. Um, this week's episode, we're going to talk about the NBA playoffs, the seedings, and we'll see how it's going to turn out. I may talk a little bit about the Lakers. Um, speak about, we don't know, we'll figure it out as we go. How about that? So for right now, just tune in and let's see what we got. All right, the NBA playoffs are about to start. And at the time that I'm recording this episode, there are approximately two games remaining on the schedules. And I will give you the seeds and break down the first round and give you my predictions for the finals. Uh, let's start in the East, in the Eastern Conference. We got the number one seed, the Miami Heat, two, Milwaukee Bucks, three, Boston Celtics, four, Philadelphia 76ers, five, the Toronto Raptors, six, the Chicago Bulls, seven, the Cleveland Cavaliers, eight, the Brooklyn Nets, 9, the Atlanta Hawks, and 10, the Charlotte Hornets. Now, let's uh, let's look at how they match up. Let's delve into that. So the way uh, the NBA playoffs work, 1 through 6, you're guaranteed a spot. You are in the official playoffs. 7 through 10, that's when it gets started getting a little tricky. And then if you go back to my first or second episode, I broke down how seven plays eight, and the winner of that one plays the winner of nine and ten. The loser of nine and ten goes home. The loser of seven and eight plays the winner. It's, 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 the winner of seven and eight gets number seven. The loser plays the winner of number nine and ten. It's so confusing. But anyway, the Miami Heat secured the number one seed tonight. So they will play the number eight seed, which more than likely probably will be the Atlanta Hawks, but that's just me speculating on that. Not 100% sure, but more than likely be the Atlanta Hawks. Um, so let's know. I'll tell you what. We're going to go from the bottom up. The Charlotte, Charlotte Hornets are going to play the Hawks, and the Cleveland Cavaliers are going to play the Brooklyn Nets. The winner of the Nets and Cavaliers game, which more than likely be the Brooklyn Nets, will end up being the eight, uh, the seventh seed, and they'll end up playing Milwaukee Bucks. Then between the uh, Hawks, Hornets, and Cavaliers, one of those teams will be the eighth seed, and they'll end up playing Miami. The number three seed, Boston Celtics, will end up playing the Chicago Bulls. The number four seed, the 76ers, are going to end up playing the Toronto Raptors. Now, instead of just breaking down who's going in what, who's going to do this, I don't see nobody stopping Giannis Antetokounmpo. Um, out of the East, I'm going to pick the Milwaukee Bucks. And the, I'm going to tell you the reason why. The Heat don't have anybody to scare you. Who does the Heat? If you can name players off the Heat right now, I cash app you some money because you got Jimmy Butler, you got Bam out of Bayou, but who who do they scare? 
not anyone. Nobody's worried about the Miami Heat pushing a threat in for an NBA title. Um, and they're playing the Cleveland Cavaliers. They they just not ready yet. They got to go through some trials and tribulations. It's a they got a good pieces. Um, they Scotty Barnes. They got some good pieces there, and they're the young talent, young talent, and they they win a lot of games. I mean, they in the six. They got the six seed, so that's something to be. That's very accomplished right there. That's a good deal. But uh, both of the seven fields are a little nicked up. But I, they got a good team, but they're not ready to play the Miami. Yeah, oh, excuse me, they're not ready to play the Boston Celtics. Then the upset that I'm thinking gonna happen is Toronto against Philly, the four versus five matchup. I don't know what the hell's going on with James Harden. He is becoming a liability. And if they don't get Danny Green to be, a, yes, I said it, Danny Green, captain spot up. If they don't get him to score big points, I just don't know where they're going to come from. If it don't come from the Tyus Maxey, the little youngster, he's a little, he just, he, he uh, energizes bunny. He just runs around a lot, but he, he gets buckets. He gets buckets. But I just don't know. James Harden is just a, not a consistent enough player right now. You don't know what you're going to get. And it seemed like ever since they changed the rules for the far as jumping into the shooters and jumping into the defenders, excuse me, and as long as the defender maintained that principle of verticality, verticality, said, hey, they're not, James Harden is not getting the call. So basically an anti-flopping rule, basically. And it's really hurting James Harden and even Trey Young this year. Those those probably two of the main corporates of that rule. Sometimes LeBron, but we I digress. We know how LeBron is. So, like I said, you're gonna have the Heat more than likely, more than likely playing the Nets. I mean, excuse me, playing the Hawks, and you got the Bucks playing the Nets. You got the Celtics playing the the Bulls. And you got the 76ers playing the Raptors. And that's going to be pretty good. But I think the most complete team in the East is the Milwaukee Bucks. Brooklyn Nets, they just don't have a big man. They don't have a viable big man to stop anybody. Kevin Durant can play a little defense. But they couldn't do it consistently for four games. Kyrie Irving, must-see TV. He will put on a show. He is Mr. Rucker Park, Mr. N1. That's hot sauce. That's professor. That's Escalade. All rolled up into one. Skip to Malou. He does all the fancy tricks. He got all of the offensive artillery that you can have in one player under seven foot. Man, he got it all. Except for he just don't have good defense. And I don't think Brooklyn has a good enough defense as far as Steve Nash came from the Mike D'Antoni school of thought so steve nash is the coach if you didn't know and mike d'antoni he ran a version of the running gun and he never won any championships when he was at phoenix when he was at houston he never put an emphasis on defense he never put an emphasis on size and you can't coach size and they just don't have enough big men blake griffith is the shell of himself the marcus aldridge is on the team but you only see him every now and then Drummond, 
is about the best they got. He's but he's a rebounding machine. He's not a stopper. He'll get you rebounds. He'll fight for rebounds, but um, he'll get used and abused in the paint. So, I think uh, the, the Bucks, man, they're on a mission. Giannis is on a mission. Giannis is the best player in the world, in my opinion. But I'm not gonna. I can spend a few minutes talking about him, and I may a little later. But right now, I'm just giving you the the chatter for the East, and I think the Milwaukee Bucks are gonna come out the East. Uh, all the other teams that fall by the wayside don't matter. Um, go to the West. Uh, one seed, you got the Phoenix Suns. They clinched the one seed. Two seed, you got the Memphis Grizzlies. And what's surprising, what you may not have known about the Memphis Grizzlies, that John Moran has missed about, I don't know, 23 to 24 games. And right now, as I recorded this, the Memphis Grizzlies are 21-2 and two without John Moran. And he's missed the highlight reel right now. They're number two. The Golden State Warriors are number three. The Mavericks are four, Utah Jazz is five, Denver Nuggets six, and seven through ten you got the Timberwolves of Minnesota, Clippers, Pelicans, and Spurs. Um, the way I look at it, I keep my eye on the Clippers because Paul George has just come back from that elbow injury, the ulnar nerve, and he's playing some pretty good ball. Timberwolves, I put them right there with the Cavs. They got a lot of good pieces. They just young and they go got to go through some playoff losses first till they figure it out. Mavericks, I just something about Dallas Mavericks that just drives me crazy. I like Luka Doncic; he's okay. Uh, Tim Hardaway is not consistent. He'll gun, he guns. I like the addition of Spencer Dinwiddie, even though we don't know about his knee injury. Uh, he don't he don't play back to backs right now. But in the playoffs, you don't have back-to-back games, so he will get rest, and we'll see what he can do. He's very clutch. He clutch, he clutch jumpers. Utah Jazz, I, I just think their window's closed. I think Donovan Mitchell is a sporadic shooter. Mike Conley is not deadly enough. They traded away, I think, the heart and soul of the team. Um, man, I can't think of that guy's name. They went to Ingles, Joe Ingles, the Australian. Man, that, that, I think I think that really hurt them when they traded Joe Ingles away. Um, Golden State Warriors, if they could just get healthy, and it's been like that all year. We've been saying, man, when Warriors get healthy. Now, over the last week, Clay Thompson has been looking better and better. You better keep your eye on him. Keep your eye on Clay Thompson. Uh, I told you about the Grizzlies, the Nuggets, Nikola Jokic. They just I mean, they win a lot of games, regular season games, but they don't have enough mustard. The the West is real top heavy. Um, Phoenix looks good. I I think Phoenix gonna come out of it. But if it's anybody, it's two teams to watch out for. The Clippers, I'm telling you, keep your eye on the Clippers. That's my dark horse. The Warriors, if, 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 and that's a big one, if. They can get a big man to be serviceable, and they can play their brand of ball. On any given night, Steph or Clay can explode. And we've seen with all the injuries, they got some youngsters. That Jonathan Kaminga is good. Gary Payton II is good. Jordan Poole, they got some, they got some good youngsters. 
I think they might have messed up with that guy James Wiseman out of Memphis. That rookie, he's not that good, and he stay he stay often injured. So they stuck with playing Kevon Looney at center all the time. And Phoenix Suns, I mean, they running it back pretty much with they same roster that they had last year. They look good. Um, they seem like they had a better combination when they put Cameron Payne in last year, and he got some good run. Um, he's a little erratic at times, but I think Cameron Payne's a decent player. Man, the, the West is too tough for me to call. I'm gonna give you the Bucks out of the East, and, and it's tough just because the Suns are healthy and the Warriors are not. I th- guess I'm gonna go with the Suns. And so, basically, what I'm telling you is we're gonna we're gonna have a repeat finals with the Suns versus the Bucks. And I think the Bucks gonna do it again. They're gonna repeat as champion. And the un the, the person that's the most one of the most underrated players on that Bucks team, Drew Holiday, is gonna be the reason why they win that championship again. So I don't know. Um, I don't know what you guys think, but I got coming out of the East, the Milwaukee Bucks, coming out of the West, Phoenix Suns, and I don't think the East is close as the West is. I think the Bucks are the best team, hands down. But it's basketball, so we'll see. You never know how it shakes out. Um, and <laughs> I feel good, one, because I'm a Laker hater, a self-admitted Laker hater. Um, it's just good not to be talking about the Lakers because they suck. They 17 games under 500. Mastermind LeBron James, general manager, the plan didn't work. Everybody knew it wouldn't work. Everybody knew that West Westbrook wouldn't fit in. Everybody knew Carmelo Anthony was shot. He was just a good spot up shooter now. But we you depended on him to play heavy minutes. Trevor Ariza stayed injured. Uh, the best acquisition that they had that played for them was that Marcus Monk kid. Other than that, I mean. Oh boy, they, they talk about Taylor Horton Tucker, THT. His stock really went down, and I don't know if they're going to be able to get anything for him now when they try to trade him. When everybody wanted him, they kept him. Now, this year, he had an off year, so now they probably can't give him away. And speaking of can't give him away, I don't know who they're going to find to take that bad contract of Westbrook. You see my stock going down. Westbrook, man, he's looking like Ben Simmons. He need to get in that gym even though he won't because he's stubborn. But he needs to. He really needs to. But I can do a whole episode about the Lakers. I usually don't. But I may talk about them because I like hating on the Lakers. That's, that's a bright spot of my day. But um, the NBA playoffs start April 17th. And I can't wait. I'm excited, ready to get going. Um, We'll keep you updated in episodes to come about the playoffs as they go. Um, you can fact check me. My picks are the Bucks against the Suns in the finals. I don't care about all the other stuff in the playoff. I'm just telling you the finals, which is going to be the Bucks and the Suns. And with that, we can go ahead and take a break. I'll come back and we'll pick up something else. Peace. Yo, yo, yo. When I got the urge to podcast, I didn't know where to turn. There were many platforms but the easiest to use with more visibility than others was the Anchor app. It's simple, it's easy, 
and it's very user-friendly. I tell all my podcasters to use Anchor. If you have a desire but do not know how to get started, try Anchor. It will get you heard. Visit anchor.fm. That's anchor.fm. Get started today. It's free. Peace. Yo, 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 I'm back. Man, sometimes I get caught up in the groove playing these dope cuts for you guys. I enjoy them. Hope you guys enjoy them. All right, guys. I kind of touched on this on the last segment. I just got a question to ask you. Is Giannis Antetokounmpo the best basketball player in the world? Just think about that for a second. Is Giannis Antetokounmpo the greatest basketball player in the world? The reason why I ask, he's improved every season since he's been drafted. 2013, that's when he got drafted by the Milwaukee Bucks. The reason why I think, personally, that he is the best player in the world because he's unstoppable. When he's determined to go to the basket, Nobody's getting in his way. He got a long Euro step from the three to- from the three point line. His Euro step. Uh, he's six eleven with a seven foot three wingspan. He's developed the jumper. He hits his free throws. And he got the biggest thing in the world heart. He got the biggest heart in the, in the league right now. He never cheats you for your money. He gonna give you one hundred and ten percent when he's on that court, and he wants to win. And he wants to win. He's already won two MVPs, and he's really and truly we could make a case for him this year winning the MVP. He's averaging thirty, eleven and five, thirty points, eleven rebounds, and five assists for somebody that's supposed to be playing center. Center. His MP, MVP years, he averaged 30, he averaged 28. 2019, he averaged 29. 2018, he averaged 27. And 2017, he averaged 26 points a game. And we know what happened in 21. He won the championship. What people may not know is during the summer going into 2018, 2019, LeBron tried to link up with him and wanted, you know, LeBron liked to build these teams. He wanted to build a team. Giannis told him, I don't want to play with you. I want to beat you. And, man, we missed that from the 80s and the 90s. You know, don't join together so you can get an easy championship, a la Kevin Durant. I want to take you down. We missed that dirt, grime, and grit, the hard fouls, the blood, the hatred. We need that in sports. That's what it's about. These are our modern-day gladiators. I don't want them shaking hands and hanging out like Chris Paul and LeBron James and Carmelo, and they call them the Yacht Club, and Odell Beckham all on the yacht with his shirts off and stuff with all the guys looking like Backstreet Boys or whatever. I don't know what's going on with all this generation. What happened to spit in your eye and at the end of the game, shake hands and call it good? 
never imagined Magic Johnson being anything but a Laker. Never imagined uh, Larry Bird being anything but a Celtic. That's just how I feel. And Giannis is a throwback to that. And to see this man improve in the closeout game last year, he dropped a 50-piece on him. A 50-piece in the against the Phoenix Suns. And then, fresh off his hangover in the championship, he had the trophies in the backseat of his car, and he goes to Chick-fil-A and order a 50-piece nugget. Clowning. He clowning on him. He got the palm of the, the world in the palm of his hand right now. And I'm telling you, he's poised to get another championship again. But it's a bigger question than all that. In the NBA's push to be a global entity, right now, I ask you, the best players in the world, if I give you a starting five of Luka Doncic, Nikola Jokic, Joel Embiid, and I'm writing this down as I go because I can't do it off the top of my head. Giannis Antetokounmpo. I can give you Pascal Siakam out of Toronto. And I'm sure I'm forgetting some. I mean, um, just good players. Um, Goran Dragic. Boran Bogdanovich. I mean, it's it's some players that I'm forgetting. But that if I give you the one, two, three, four, five, I give you those five names: Luca, Nikola Jokic, Joel Embiid, Giannis, and Pascal Siakam. So who you gonna give me for the United States? LeBron, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Kyrie Irving. And that's four. Who's the who would be the fifth? Steph Curry. Man, Damian Lillard, I guess. Uh, um, you can't say Zion. You got Brandon Ingram, Carl Anthony Towns. He's playing good ball this year. I'll say that. You put Luke at guard. Curry would be a guard. LeBron can play a guard. But Luca's like six seven. But listen to this. Luca is 6'7. Jokic is 6'11. Joel Embiid is 7 foot. Giannis is 6'11. Pascal Siakam is 6'7 or 6'8. We'll go 6'8 since it's my show. LeBron is 6'7, I believe. Le- uh, Durant is like 6'11. Steph Curry is 6'3. Kyrie Irving, maybe 6'2. And Carl Anthony Town, I think, is a legit seven footer. So, of those people, not of uh, the MVP race, the three players are, I believe, is between Luca. No, no, no. Excuse me, Nikola Jokic, Embiid. I mean, you got to throw Giannis in there, maybe Devin Booker. For Phoenix, you can throw him in there. But look at what I'm saying. In this NBA's quest to be a global entity, most of the best players in the league right now are not even from America. What what what's going on? What what's happening? It's like 
everybody grows to a certain size and everybody our game is so copycat right now everybody wants to be a a, a two guard six six athletic athlete you know but they don't really have a true skill set you know um steph curry has kind of messed these guys up shooting these logo threes i got a brother me and him argue all the time he sometimes he'll claim he'd rather have damian lillard in the clutch over steph curry and he got numbers to back it up i'll give him that but you still got to give me steph curry for his uh logo shooting but man look what luca's doing with the ball he controls the game he basically took him to the second round last year by itself they almost beat the clippers he just ran out of gas and got kind of got hurt Nikola Jokic, he's missing Jamal Murray. They right there. That's his backcourt mate that tore his knee up in the bubble. Joel Embiid can't find a running partner. If he can just find one running partner that can consistently score and be a threat on the ball, man, it'd be something. Giannis got his running partner with Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, and he got a championship to show for it. Pascal Siakam. He got his championship, but he was kind of in the back seat. He won it, and what was when did Kawhi win it? Nineteen with uh, Toronto. We had Kyle Lowry, Siakam, and Kawhi Leonard on that team, um, and a few other big guys. But uh, and they had a lot. Of, it was basically a mostly African team, actually. Though um, I don't know, man. It's interesting. I just don't know where the American presence is in basketball more if it's not kd irvin lebron steph curry oh who are we talking about um that little guy in atlanta trey young ice trey he's good he's just little i guess he's six foot he don't look like it he's not gonna take a team to a championship because you can defend him he can defend the little you can defend it you can't coach height, and that's what this other team, the the foreign team, got. I'm willing to bet if they go back to doing the all-star game, whereas USA against the world, the world would dominate. If they get people that are truly born outside the country, I don't think America would stand a chance against these guys. And that's, that's sad to say, but that's the ultimate goal of the NBA. They've been trying to globalize the game since Michael Jordan. They use Michael Jordan as the tool, the vehicle, to galvanize the game. I mean, hell, Luka could have signed with Nike. They was ready to go. He would have fell under LeBron's brand, but he chose to go under Jordan's brand, which was a good choice. Uh, I just don't know. You you guys tell me. I'm just interested. I'm just posing a question. You guys think about it. Luka, Nikola, Joel Embiid, Giannis, and Pascal Siakam. I mean, I think Giannis Antetokounmpo is the best player in the league right now. I spoke on Utah Jazz and Joe Ingles. He's from Australia. I mean, when you start naming people and really asking where they're from, who they, who they play the Olympics for, you'll be shocked at the amount of people that are not from America when you drill it down. They wasn't born in this country. And it's it's amazing, man. It's amazing. But you got, I don't know who's following up. Because LeBron, like I said, it's gonna be thirty-eight. I mean, he he waiting on his son to play. I mean, just think about that. That's how long he's been around. KD is thirty-three. Steph Curry's thirty-three. They both about the same age. Um, Kyrie Irving is 
is right at 30. Carl Anthony Towns is about 24, 25. He's young. But who else is coming? I mean, Damian Lillard, I just, I've never been a fan of his. I don't know what he's doing. I, I don't, I just don't, I don't like his game, really and truly. I really don't. Um, I think he's a coach killer. Bradley Beal, he's, he's a good shooter, but he just, he's loyal to a fault. He's staying in Washington and he's going to go down with the ship like the Titanic because the Washington Wizards, whatever team name, they're not going to do nothing. They're not going to ever do nothing. Um, the Knicks, you already know what that is. R.J. Barrett, but R.J. Barrett is from Canada. He's from Toronto, Canada, actually. So, I mean, when you start naming people, they Wiggins for the Golden State, he's from Canada. He's not from America. So, yeah, I mean, we wanted a global game, at least the powers that be in the NBA did. And they taking a lot of spots because these boys coming in playing and they playing hard. I mean, they are playing hard. So, no, I think um, Giannis is the best player in the world, followed by KD, followed by Kyrie Irving, followed by Steph Curry, and those two are close. I think Kyrie Irving could get he get his shot off on the inside. I'm, uh, yeah, Kyrie Irving. I think he's one of the smoothest and best magicians the closest you're gonna get to the playground in the league so it's hard to block his shot because he gonna he gonna get it off he's gonna get it off so i don't know just think about that and ponder that thought and ask yourself i mean if if you're a basketball fan i mean if you're not you don't give a damn that's on you but if you're a basketball fan ask yourself who's the best player in the world and try to think really think and you think you can come up with something better than Giannis. Definitely hit me up at fspeaking04 at gmail.com. fspeaking04 at gmail.com. And I'll be waiting for you guys' responses to that. But it's interesting. I mean, and I mean, and you may be right. I'm just posing a question, and I could I could be wrong. I mean, it's not this, this is the end-all, be-all. This is just one man's opinion. Uh, I think Giannis is the best player in the world, and I really don't think it's close because of his motor because of his desire to want to be the best. I think this guy is destined for greatness. He know he is, and he's not settling for one championship. He wants another one and another one. And if he can pull off uh, getting, if he can pull off getting two in Milwaukee, man, that'd be unbelievable. Unbelievable. So we'll see. He's getting paid a King's ransom. I think he's making 40 million a year. Under his new con, he signed the the protected mega contract with Milwaukee. So I appreciate that with him staying honest and staying loyal to the team. And I appreciate the team stepping up and paying him what he deserves. Um, and I appreciate them going out and getting complimentary pieces. They didn't just go out and get superstars that don't fit. They went out and got complimentary pieces that worked. Chris Middleton got the inside, the mid-range game, and he'll hit threes every now and then. Drew Holiday is your ball control and your defense. I mean, you got him and Giannis playing defense. And then you go out and get Bobby Portis. What a bulldog that is. Man, this this team is scary. Y'all mark my words and watch the Milwaukee Bucks hoist the trophy again. That's what I'm predicting. That's that's what I'm predicting going to hoist it. They may lose, but I really think they either are the best team in the league. I really do. 
But anyway, that's all I got on that. I'll be looking forward to hearing your thoughts on that. Like I said, that's at fspeaking04 at gmail.com. fspeaking04 at gmail.com. We're going to take another break, wrap this up, and I'll be back shortly. Peace. segment just kind of off the rails unscripted uh, we're gonna start out talking about baseball and i don't know where we're going but it won't be long um baseball april 7th was opening day my texas rangers are in first place yay friday we play toronto one of the best lineups in baseball we will be in last place <laughs> that's how baseball works your team don't have a shot if it does, you already know it has a shot. I already know my team's going to suck. So congratulations on a great season, Texas Ranger. You were in first place for about 24 hours. Thank you. Uh, a couple of dates that you guys need to keep in mind. April 28th is the NFL draft. April 28th is your NFL draft. So I don't know what your team needs are. In some of the upcoming shows, we'll maybe dive into some of the teams needs uh favorite teams definitely gonna do my favorite team or i'll do cowboys because a lot of cowboy fans may even talk about the, the the uh debacle of the 49ers and what they how they done messed up the quarterback position in their on their own self-inflicted wounds uh may 12th is an nfl schedule release that's when you know who you're playing so can't always can't wait for that Somehow the NFL got it all figured out. Um, training camp will start usually the last week in July, and the preseason games will start uh, in August. So um, always can't wait for the NFL. You got April 16th somewhere in there. You got the USFL starting back up. I think they only got like eight teams or something like that this year. So if you guys are old enough to remember, they had a USL, USFL back in the 80s like the New Jersey Generals and the Orlando Breakers and the Memphis Showtime Showboats. Um, it's just, I think actually Donald Trump was a part of that first one in the 80s. Donald Trump, a young Donald Trump was part of that. And it, it still, it failed miserably. It's just, it's hard to capture it. Um, it's just, I don't know. The NFL is it. There's no such thing as a junior league in the NFL. And then, and they keep trying. They want to capture the spring market, but it's usually too hot. A lot of people want to be out and about. And a lot of times, this is, the, this is the time of year that you do promise to your spouse or your girlfriend that you're not devoted to football. You This is the time you plan to do stuff. Because all of them know if you've been in a relationship long enough during the fall, it's football season. And they usually roll, they they adjusted their lives to that. So it's kind of hard to 
pick it up in the spring and convince your loved ones that, hey, it's football season. It just don't feel natural. I don't know. You guys can let me know what you think about that. Uh, USFL or football in the spring. Um, like I said, fspeaking at 04, fspeaking04 at gmail.com. Excuse me, fspeaking04 at gmail.com. And just let me know what you guys think about that. Um, that's all I got today for this week's episode. You know, we I started this show in the lull in the season when it's, you know, football is winding down. It's over, literally, excuse me. Um, so we could probably be more basketball focus coming up during the playoffs um we're gonna get into i'll talk about a little golf. i love golf it's the tennis season i love tennis as well i promised you that i'd be diverse and talk about multiple sports uh, we got the world cup coming up in november america made the world cup that's always a plus that that don't usually happen we'll even pull for mexico in the world cup because they part of the central americas none of us is we ever never ever do good in that and the Europeans got soccer on lock, but we trying to crack in there. Um, so just stay tuned, stay riding with me, man. I'm trying to get up to get my views up and listens rather. Uh, I'm still efforting, working on getting my uh, get my podcast approved for Apple. Uh, right now, you can get it on Spotify, you can get it on uh, Anchor app, you can get it on Amazon Music, you can get it on Google Podcasts right now. So. Wherever you get your podcast, be sure to tune in and listen. I uh, appreciate everything you do, and I guess I'm out. Peace. Before I go, I almost forgot I can't let you guys get out of here without giving you your quote for the week. Got to give you your quote for a week. And this week's quote is from an unnamed source, but I really like it. It says, life is like a camera. Focus on what is important. Capture the good times. Develop from the negatives. And if things don't work out, take another shot. Life is like a camera. Focus on what is important. Capture the good times. Develop from the negatives. And if things don't work out, take another shot. Peace.